Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy sunshiny day. It's very beautiful out. I think it's like in the high, like, 40s. It might be close to 50. We've come to the, what I feel is one of the biggest, most emotionally heartbreaking episodes of season three. Probably even one of the most heartbreaking and sad episodes of the entire four-season show. Season 3, episode 15, entitled The Anniversary. November 17, 1987 is when it aired. is concerned about the way Cherry always seems to act every year on the 9th of May. She soon learns that it was the day Cherry's parents were killed in a car accident. And we open up the episode in the living room of the apartment, and it's got the couch kind of pulled away from the area rug, and we see a giant rock. It's kind of like dressed up, pretending to be like the Old West, where we got a cactus, we got a giant rock on the couch, a giant rock on the ground, to kind of symbolize the Old West. So, Punky calls from the kitchen, and she shouts to, basically, Cherry and Margo, like, guys, this is just rehearsal. And I'm guessing Cherry is going to come through the front door, because the camera is aimed at the front door. And Punky shouts to Margo around the door of the, the hallway. She's kind of shouting the de- in that direction, just to make sure everyone's got their marks, got their cues, and everything like that. And then she calls to the sheriff to come out first, and we get Brandon dressed as a sheriff, wearing a red cowboy hat with a little sheriff badge right on the top of the hat. It's very adorable. I kind of feel a little bad for Brandon, or even for the dog itself, because they have the dog's feet in these cowboy boots, and you can clearly tell the cowboy boots are pointed sideways, like the dog is clearly having difficulty stepping forward. I mean, it's to the point where the foot, the uh, Brandon's feet aren't even really so much in the sole of the shoe as in the leg part of it, because you see that the shoes are kind of bending. <sighs> oh, this poor puppy. This poor guy. Punky comes out of the kitchen dressed in full cowboy garb. She's got the lambskin leggings. She's got the belt. She's got the hat. She's just got the whole outfit. Very, very nice. I really like it. So, Punky, of course, kind of waddles over like she's been riding a horse for days on end. So, her legs are bow-legged, and she comes out to face Brandon, quote-unquote, the sheriff. So, Punky, in a cowboy voice, Twang says, hey, Sheriff, you seen Snake Eye Johnson? <laughs> and that's when Cherry appears in dressed in full, mostly black attire with the vest and the pants and everything. She's got toy guns at her side on her hip. She's got a black hat. She's got that little black mustache that I swear Alan was wearing in season one during the Henry Falls in Love episode where... Alan was playing that violin. It's probably got to be the same mustache. I want to play this little uh, showdown between the girls as their uh, cowboy counterparts. (laughs) It's kind of funny. 
Johnson. He should be here in a minute. in and says something to the effect of, you're just angry because I shot your mother and kissed your horse or something. And then Punky, of course, breaks character. He's like, Cherry, what? Uh. So Cherry, like, pulls out from underneath her hat the script that was written and kind of like, oh, okay, got it, got it. And then she gets back into character and she's like, you mean, I mean, I shot your horse and kissed your mother. And then she just kind of flings the script away, like, whoop. And it just, uh, and, and then, of course, they get ready to duel, you know, to shoot each other. And um, Margo comes out. Of course, she's the old widow Kramer. And Punky immediately calls her out, like, why are you wearing a stole? You're supposed to be the poor widow Kramer. And, of course... Typical Margo's all like, well, I have to look good for my adoring fans. I mean, how am I going to make it work with a potato sack? Come on. So, I'm kind of guessing, is this for, like, a school talent show? Is this a play for school? Is this just something they're putting on for Henry and Betty? I'm not sure. Or maybe it's just they're hanging out on a Saturday afternoon. So, Cherry and Punky both look at each other like, hey, you want to change the ending of this play? And Cherry's like, 
Okay, cool. So they both face Margot, pull out their guns, and start shooting as Margot grabs the giant rock off the couch for to use as a shield. And then that's when Henry walks in. He's like, girls, 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 please stop. Stop shooting your friends, punky. And then he realizes it's Margot's like, oh, it's just you. Just keep, stop shooting anyway. Anyway, so Henry brings up the fact that he's got good news. He's like, girls, would you guys like to go to the circus? And they're all like, yeah, sweet. You know, bears and tigers and uh, trapeze artists, according to Margot, wants to see the trapeze artists. And I guess it's tomorrow... To which Margot and Punky are excited, but then Cherry breaks the news and says, you know, I, I can't go. And Punky's like, well, wait, don't you want to see whatever the guy's name is? The human trash compactor? And Cherry immediately gets really, like, agitated with Punky. She's like, Punky, I want to be alone tomorrow, okay? And then... Punky, being the friend that she is, starts to prod, like, Cherry, wait a minute. And that's when Cherry whirls around on Punky and goes, just get off my back. Which, when do you ever see Cherry act like that? You really don't. So, this behavior is just really unusual. So, I'm going to play this clip. I'll be right back. Now, are you girls ready for some good news? Circus is back in town. Anybody want to go and see it? Cherry leaves, Punky, Henry, and Margot are just, just kind of looking at each other confused. Like, that doesn't sound like Cherry. That's very out of character for her. Alright, now we move into the next scene in the kitchen, and Henry's playing cards with Brandon. I love how they're kind of, is it anthropomorphizing, where they put clothes on animals to make them more human? Yeah, Brandon's got a little, uh, a hat and a tie, and he's got his cards in his mouth, so he probably doesn't know what he has. So I like this bit between Henry and Brandon as Henry tries to pull out a card, Brandon barks. So Henry goes to try to pull out another card, Brandon barks again. So it's like, I don't get it. <laughs> what game are they playing? Um, Due to the serious of this episode, I like how it opened with some laughter and just kind of some nice, funny things that we can laugh at, because you know that it's going to get serious very, very soon. So Henry finally lays down a card, and that's when Brandon lays down all his cards. Henry flips them over, and he's like, Jen! <laughs> so clearly Brandon won the game, that he had all the cards he needed. Apparently Brandon won again. Oh my goodness, this dog is amazingly smart. <laughs> and apparently Henry's been gambling with Brandon because 
Henry now owes Brandon $28. That's when Punky comes in and starts, she did a little digging, a little investigating into her diary. And she's come up with a theory. Last year around this time, May 9th, Cherry was acting a little odd. And Punky's like, hey, you busy? And Henry's like, no, I've just been losing to a dumb dog. And Punky's like, well, he can't be too stupid because you owe him $48. Not $28. Almost $50. Bucks. Oh, Henry, you should have stopped at some point. So, of course, Henry corrects himself to Brandon. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say 28 I meant 48 And you hear Brandon kind of grovel lately, like, I know where you live, guy. We live in the same house. We live in the same place. I'll find you and get my money. I want to play this clip. Are you 28 bucks? Henry, are you busy? Not really. I'm just playing gin with this stupid dog. He can't be too stupid. You owe him 48 bucks. Oh, did not say 28. <laughs> I meant 48. <laughs> comes up with their own little theories, neither of them which are even close to being what it actually is. One of them is, hey, I think maybe she's working for the CIA. And the other one is the fact that she's got a, she thinks that every year on May 9th, Cherry has to pay some crook some money to keep some deep, deep dark secret. And Henry kind of is like, you know, I really don't think that's it. <laughs> nice try, though. And of course, Punky goes off to investigate. Henry kind of whispers, like, Punky, you forgot your diary. And he actually goes to, like, lift it up like he wants to read it. And as soon as he does, she comes and slams the book down and takes it like, oh, I didn't forget. <laughs> like, oh, Henry. So now we get to, uh, we're back at the apartment in the hallway and Cherry, this has got to be May 9th the next day. And Cherry's just been kind of wandering around. Kind of just keeping to herself. 
I mean, if Punky really wanted to know, instead of just flat out asking Cherry, she could have even just went to Mrs. Johnson and find out what is so special about May 9th. I mean, spoiler alert, she does eventually go to Mrs. Johnson because it just gets to the point where Cherry is not saying anything and she's just being very deflective. So, Punky yells for Cherry to wait up, comes around the corner, she is dressed like a dirty old man that, um, has got a long gray beard. Basically, she almost looks like Rip Van Winkle if he rolled around in the mud. What in the world? <laughs> oh my god, Miss Punky. She's even got a cane? Is that a cane? And her clothes look ripped to shreds. Oh, I just noticed Brandon on the steps outside. <laughs> so, Punky drags Cherry in to get to the bottom of the secrecy of May 9th and Cherry. So, Punky admits to Cherry that she was trying to follow her walking around like, Hey, you're walking in circles all day. I was trying to, like, you, you were walking too fast. And... Cherry, of course, does not like the fact that basically Punky was spying on her, following her all around and everything. Yeah. So, Cherry went to the park, scared some pigeons, while Punky sat on a bench and watched this go down. A little old lady sat down next to Punky on the bench and made a pass at her. What? Was that old lady blind and desperate? She is a little girl dressed as a old man, Rip Van Winkle. Then she adds, while Cherry was beating a tree with a stick, Punky got attacked by a three-legged German shepherd that apparently hates elderly people that have beards. Oh my god. That's no joke. German shepherds, yikes. <laughs> And Cherry, of course, isn't really impressed. She's like, yeah, I would have attacked a beard too, beard too if I were that dog. I want to play this clip when Punky demands to know what is going on, and Cherry gets right in her face like, you had no right to do that. I told you I wanted to be alone today, and you, like, she, she just wanted her privacy for one day, and Punky could not even give her that. So I'll play this clip. So Cherry pretty much just screams in Punky's face when Punky demands to know what is so important about May 9th. And Cherry's like, that's the day my parents died. And she runs out of the room. It's like, you just had to not drop this. You just kept 
jabbing and and she just Carrie couldn't take it anymore. I I kind of want to know when did her parents pass? Was it a couple years ago? I mean, cuz Punky's only known her for what now 2 years. So I mean, and I understand, you know, Punky says, you know, we're best friends. We're supposed to share our business and everything. Punky, there's being friends with somebody, and then there's ex respecting their privacy. Just because you're best friends, you know, you don't like secrets, I get that. But if she wanted to confide in you, that is her business to do so. You don't push her until she breaks and screams in your face. That is not what friends do. Because eventually, Cherry was having all this stuff just sitting inside her, and it was going to come out eventually, but Punky just kind of pushed her buttons, and it just erupted. But like I said, some people, let them have their privacy. If they want to tell you what's going on, they will come to you. That's what friends are, but you don't push the issue. I think the fact that Punky can, the only thing that Punky can really relate to on that level is the fact that her parents are gone. They're not deceased. We don't know. They could be. We don't know that. Punky, or Cherry's parents are completely gone from this earth. They do not exist on this earth anymore. So. I think Punky should try, like, putting herself in Cherry's shoes um, once they actually get to the root of this and everything. Now we move back to the kitchen in the next scene, and <laughs> Henry's reading a book on how to be a gin rummy champion. And now we got across the kitchen table, Brandon is reading How to Invest Your Money, which these are not real books. Uh, Brandon <laughs> is now dressed very sharply in a red tie and giant black glasses and a hat. He looks very, very stylish. Now Punky is coming into the kitchen where hopefully she'll be able to get a little bit of uh, advice from Henry, like just letting him know what happened and, wait, basically where do I go from here now? She's Cherry's really angry with me now. I don't think she's going to trust me. So, Punky's asking for advice. Henry tells her to make it quick because he wants to try to win his money back from Brandon. Turns out now, he didn't just lose 48 bucks. He lost $106 total. Oh my gosh. Or is this 106 separate? Yeah. <laughs> Henry, you need to know when to stop and walk away. I think you have a gambling addiction. And apparently Brandon insisted on cash. <laughs> How is he, what's he going to do with cash? So Punky sits down and opens up to Henry and says, you know, I followed Cherry and I found out that May 9th is the day that her parents passed away. And it dawns on Punky, Punky, yes, you are right. You were out of line and you shouldn't have pushed. So, what confuses Punky is the fact that 
Cherry never talks about her parents, and she has no pictures of them in her room. Well, it's probably very, very painful for her. I'm guessing this must have happened, like, within the last couple years or so. Because Punky er, and Cherry were, what, eight years old in season one? Eight going on nine? So, it's probably, the memories, it's just, everything's just too fresh, and it's just, she's, she's keeping it bottled up inside and everything. So, this is where Punky brings up the fact that, you know, I remember when my mom abandoned me, I didn't want to talk about it, but you kind of pulled it out of me. I don't, no, I don't think, in season one, I mean... She was a little closed off, but then again, she didn't know Henry, so of course she wasn't going to straight up volunteer the information. But, I mean, she gave just enough information to say that I was at the shopping center and my mom just up and left. I mean, what else would Punky have honestly known about her mother that could have, like, an address, or if they lived, I don't know if they lived in a house, I don't know if they lived in an apartment building somewhere. I have no idea. I don't know. So, and Punky kind of says, you know, once I got my feelings out, I felt a lot better. And Henry says, you know, it wouldn't hurt if you just let Cherry know that you're available to talk. If she, if she wants to talk and open up to you, let her know you'll be there to listen. But until that happens, just kind of just, just, just hang back. Just don't pry anymore. Don't push. Let her come to you. And just... Be a friend. I want to play this clip between them. I guess, but make it fast. I want to sharpen up my gym game and win my money back from this flea-bitten card shark. How much did you end up losing? $106. And what's worse, he insisted on cash. I followed Cherry today and found out why she wanted to be alone. And Punky decides to just speak with Mrs. Johnson on the issue when she gets back from work and just kind of see things from her perspective because it was her um, son and daughter-in-law that passed away. So in the next scene, we have Punky kind of sitting on the steps playing with this creepy-looking ball that's got a face with ginormous teeth. 
nose and eyes. This must have been a regular thing back in the day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find that. Well, that was quick. I was able to find out what it was. It was a super mad ball. And the one that Punky is holding is, is Goal Eater, which is a soccer ball with large pointed teeth. Oh, I do see the soccer ball part on the back of it. Okay. So, Punky's waiting on the stairs when Betty shows up coming around the corner of the hallway and Betty kind of asks, like, oh, are you waiting for Cherry? And Punky's like, no, I'm actually waiting for you. I kind of want to talk to you about Cherry. So, Betty's like, all right, well, come on up to the apartment and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. And Cherry, or, um, Punky's like, no, actually, can we just kind of hang here for a minute? Cherry's upstairs and I really, I want to keep this between the two of us. So Betty kind of sits on the stairs. She's like, yeah, sitting down's great, but getting up's going to be an issue. And she kind of tells herself, it's like, you know, these days like this at the hospital, I really got to wonder why I stopped being a housewife and just went to being a nurse. My guess is she probably has got to earn an income. You know, she's taking raising a 11-year-old girl now. And, you know, she's not living in a house. She's living in an apartment. So she's... She probably got whatever she could from, you know, her husband passing on and everything, whether, you know, he, he left her with his retirement or or something like that. I mean, I don't, I mean, Henry and Betty always joke about their age and everything, where it's more, I mean, Betty's joking about Henry's age, because Henry has clearly got to be, I'd say, I'd say Henry's got to be at least 10 to 15 years older than she, so she's not old enough yet to start collecting social security. So until then, she's of course got to, you know, work at the hospital to pay the bills. So I want to play this clip of Punky talking to Betty about Cherry's parents. And we do get a little bit of an eye opener into Cherry's past. Just a little bit. Because it doesn't seem like Betty really has a whole lot of information to kind of give to Punky. So we learn that not only, you know, of course, Cherry's parents died, they were killed in a car accident. 
And that's about all we really know. Betty said, you know, that Cherry doesn't go to the cemetery to see her parents. She pretty much doesn't talk about them. She just keeps it all bottled up inside. And that, you know, that's not healthy to do that. And that, you know, she, Betty just wishes, you know, she could talk to somebody about it. And, um, you know, Betty dealt with it how a person, a person probably normally would, you know, they cry. I mean, she lost her son and her daughter-in-law and just, I, I can't even imagine being a parent and losing your child. That's just, and even not on only that, but Cherry, not losing just one parent, but both at the same time. Oh my god. And I get this must have happened like a couple years ago. But Cherry comes down while Betty and Punky are finishing up their conversation. You know, Cherry's got garbage to chuck in the trash there. And Betty kind of uses this as an excuse to head upstairs so that way Punky and Cherry can kind of, you know. Clear, clear the air and everything. So I want to play this clip where Cherry, she apologizes. She's had time to think. She feels that maybe blowing up at Punky wasn't the best idea. But Punky also apologizes and says, you know, I was wrong to follow you. I shouldn't have done that. I should have res respected your privacy. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> My eyes are already starting to well up. Mm. Um, Punky suggests that they, you know, walk and talk. And Cherry's like, well, what do you want to talk about? And Punky tentatively says, well, your parents. But then she kind of lightly backs off. She's like, oh, only if you want to. You know, I'm a good listener. And, you know, they, they walk hand in hand and turn the corner. And we see dialogue from Cherry, but we don't hear it. But then we kind of, kind of, the camera kind of pans upward towards Betty, so, and we see that, you know, she's got to feel satisfied. It's like, okay, maybe Cherry can finally let this out. Looks like, I think the girls are going to go to the cemetery. So we go to the cemetery, and, uh, there's a couple cops patrolling the cemetery. Um, my mom is actually buried in a small, not a big cemetery, just a small one off a dirt road near where she grew up. I don't ever see police or cops out that way. In fact, when I go there, I go there um, around Mother's Day to put those little ceramic dogs out there. And then in the fall, probably around like, September, October, I go and I take them and I take them home for the winter so that way they don't get ruined. So the policemen are walking and one of them kind of comments on how, oh, it's going to be a s slow night. 
So is this a nightly patrol? Do they do this every single night? That they have someone there just so people don't vandalize the cemetery? So these cops sound really bumbling as heck. One of them suggests, hey, since nothing's going on, why don't we go sneak behind one of the headstones and sleep? That is so disrespectful. And these are men in uniform. These are cops. Have some respect for the dearly departed. So we see Punky and Cherry kind of walking down the path, and Cherry does have some flowers to put on her parents' grave. So they're approaching the headstones, and Cherry gets cold feet. She kind of stops suddenly. She's really nervous. She's like, she turns to Punky and says, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. <clears throat> and... Punky says, you know, if you want to, we can go home right now. And Cherry kind of turns around like she wants to go home. But Punky um, says, you know, I think you would feel better if you talk to your parents. And you guys can probably hear I'm already starting to tear up. And lastly, Punky says that, you know, after all, you know, you never got to say goodbye to your parents. So we get a shot of the Johnson's headstone. Her dad's name was Ronald George, and her mother's name was Elizabeth Marie. And it just says Johnson, and then underneath it says they loved each other. I'm going to play this clip, guys, because I'm not going to be able to get through this without bawling my eyes out. I want to tell you. 
really know where to start. Oh, Mom, I've been trying to eat my vegetables, but it's hard sometimes. Every time I even look at a Brussels sprout, I gag. Dad, remember how you wish you had gone to college to become an architect? Well, that's what I decided I'm going to do when I grow up. I'm going to design big, beautiful buildings. And Grandma says I have a decent shot because I'm good at drawing. You know, I miss you guys real bad. But you shouldn't have died. I needed you. And sometimes at night, when I'm in bed, I get really mad at you for leaving me. Because a little girl shouldn't have to go without her parents, you know. But then when I think, it's not you who are mad at, it's me. Because your accident would have never happened if you weren't on your way to pick me up from school. I just want you to know that I would have traded places with you if I could. So Cherry walks over to her parents' grave, and she's she's nervous, you know. She doesn't really know what to say, and you know, Ch Punky just says, you know, just say what you feel. And I'm just gonna kind of go from memory on this because I just bawled my eyes out through this whole scene, and I just don't want to relive that again. Um, but we do learn from Cherry that. Her parents died while they were on their way to pick her up from school. We also learned that her dad, one of his dreams was to go to college to be an architect. And remember during the season two accidents happened finale where Cherry said she wanted to be um, like an architect to build a, a town. Well, that does get, um, that comes back. She says... She's really good at drawing, that Betty says that she does have real talent for that. So, maybe, maybe one day she, she'll grow up and she will be an architect. But the one thing that really hurts that we learn is Cherry, in fact, does blame herself. That's why she's always alone on May 9th, because that's when it happened, and... She basically says, if it weren't for me, you guys would still be alive. You were killed because you were coming to get me from school. And she even kind of bargains, like, if I could trade places with you, I would. As in, it should have been me instead of you. Oh, Cherry. Oh, um. I can imagine a lot of... 
kids maybe that is probably one thing that goes through their head is that they wish that their parents could be there that they'd give up their their own life if they could get their parents back or it's just another term of you know the stages of grief with the anger the bargaining um the guilt it's just all those those stages are very well represented and I love how Punky says, hey, do you want to, you know, introduce me? And Punky's, wow, Punky's just amazing. Just her, she plays it off as just like, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, your daughter here is an amazing girl. She's funny. She's beautiful. She's smart. And they kind of bring up this whole thing about uh, this one person that doesn't like Cherry because she claims that Cherry stole her boyfriend. And it's just... Then Punky kind of excuses herself, like, you can just continue and tell what you feel. And that is when Cherry opens up about it, her feeling that it's her fault her parents aren't there anymore. So, God... Cherry Johnson, the actress, guys, she hit this out of the park. All the emotions were felt here. Just utter, utter sadness. Tears. I was... Oh, my God. I had to go blow my nose and wipe my eyes. Because it was just... I can't imagine. Um, We did see on the date that her parents died in 81. The show started in 84. The girls would have been about eight then, so Cherry would have been about five when, was it right, three, two, one, five when her parents passed? So she probably would have been like preschool or kindergarten. Oh. So before Cherry finally leaves her parents' headstone, um, she turns back and tells them that, tearfully she tells them, I, I love you. And she says, I'm going to come back. And visit you more often with the grandma here so she can be, you know, because, you know, she lost a son and, you know, her daughter-in-law and everything. So I think it would also help if, I think it would help Cherry if, yes, they both did come together. And the girls leave and Betty actually does go and put flowers by her son and daughter-in-law's graves. And she sees the flowers there and she's kind of calling out for Cherry like, okay, Cherry obviously has been here. Well, they just left. So, as Betty's kind of calling out for Cherry, the two bumbling cops are like, Hey, lady, keep it down. We're trying to sleep here. You don't see anybody. She doesn't see anybody. She just hears voices. So, of course, she's freaking out thinking like they're ghosts. She throws that bouquet of flowers into the air and takes off running. So, I guess they needed kind of a humorous little take here to kind of... Uh, Take us from sad to funny, I guess. Take us from crying to laughing. And that was pretty much the episode. Um, as far as the rating, the Brandon Tailwags, let's see. Mmm. I am going to give it a 4 out of 5. Um, the, what I liked about it, of course, I thought it was cute with the girls all playing um, at the beginning, the, the Western play they were putting on. I liked um, Henry and Brandon playing the card game. I liked that. That was kind of fun. That kind of continued on to kind of, like, make people laugh because you know it was a sad episode. Um, 
I also thought it was great when Punky and Mrs. Johnson spoke to each other and they talked to each other about, because Punky wanted to know what was going on with Cherry, even though Cherry had told her May 9th, my parents passed away. And Punky just wanted to try to figure out what she could do to help Cherry through, you know, work through her, her, her pain and everything. And then, of course, at the end, Cherry Johnson brought down the house with her amazing emotional performance and breakdown in front of her parents' graves. Um, what I didn't like, um, I really, I know Punky's like, hey, we're best friends, we need to, you know, share things, not keep secrets. I didn't like the fact that she really almost, like, it felt like she pushed Cherry up against the wall and said, tell me, tell me what's going on. She basically forced it out of Cherry. Um, as far as for Punky's principles, if you know somebody is going through something, don't push them to talk about it. Give them the space that they need and just say, hey, if you want to talk, I will be here. Just come and find me and I won't pry. I'll just listen. Whatever you need, I'll be there for you. Um, yeah. So, we're going to get into a light-hearted episode later this week, which is a funny one to kind of balance out the, the sadness of this episode. So, later this week, we, I will be covering Season 3, Episode 16, entitled Tangled Web, which aired on November 20th, 1987, when Punky pretends to be an elderly woman and sneaks into an R-rated movie. Cherry and Margo cover for her truancy at school. So that will be that episode. So really, it looks like for the majority of what's left of the season, there's going to be a few funny ones. Uh, Punky's Porker, The Spuds for You. And then we get um, So Long Studio. Basically, Henry's studio is, I don't think he goes bankrupt, but he whether he can't afford to make payments on the place... So he decides after some guy offers to pay him money and it's not working out for him to stay as an employee because he ends up working for the guy. He just says, you know what, this isn't working. I'm going to take your money and do my own thing. So he opens a restaurant and help wanted. We get to see the birth of Punky's Place or Punky Place. Remember When is a big, big clip show, and the season three finale, Unhooking Henry, is kind of a serious episode, as Henry has a slight addiction to, um, what do I say, addiction? It's more of a, um, I'm not sure the word, like, not so much addiction, but he's grown a tolerant or tolerant to, um, the sleeping, the pills that he, I guess he had an issue with his back, and he was taking pills to kind of help him sleep, and that just comes to a head, so that is an important episode, too, uh, the, fi the finale there, is just dealing with someone who's been taking prescription drugs longer than necessary, so I guess you could say he did develop an addiction to them. So, yeah, that being said, um, we are getting close to the end of season three. <clears throat> season four, 
We're going to be getting into uh, funny stuff. Punky gets a crush on an older boy. Also, uh, the girls are going to camp. <clears throat> Margot's family goes bankrupt. Brandon stars in a commercial. Um, cosmetic scam. Uh, there's an episode where Betty and Henry get into a dispute over a car accident. There's Radio Days, which stars Wonder Years' Jason Hervey. Um, what else is going on in season four? Um, Aunt Larnice, Betty's sister, comes to town, and she's a famous singer, and she wants to take Cherry and, uh, take her to France, send her to a boarding school, would be my guess. Um, The Reading Game is a serious episode that deals not only with, uh, child illiteracy, but it also deals with a young child that ingests some, uh, Laundry detergent, so that's something there. Um, there's also an episode where someone buys the apartment building and raises the rent, so the point that Betty and Sherry probably wouldn't be able to afford to stay there. Uh, there's an episode that also deals with child abuse and bad dog. There's a really goofy episode called Vice Versa where... Let me get it here. Punky has a dream. Henry and Mrs. Johnson are the children while she, while she and Cherry are the parents. Okay. Wimped out. What's this about? Punky's got a broken leg. Oh, ouch. The episode, ouch, where Punky's got to have surgery. She has an appendicitis. That's a serious episode. Uh, Mark Paul Goxler from Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris, guest stars in 1 plus Tudor is 3, where a boy is kind of stringing along, and not only Punky, but Margot as well. The Dilemma. Um, Punky has to juggle two dates at once. We get a reprise from Chad Allen, who plays Brian in this episode. He played Conrad in Season 1's Valentine's Day episode. Um, and then, of course, we have an episode towards the end of Season 4 called What's Your Sign? that deals with um, a girl who's deaf that has joined Cherry and Punky's Girl Scout troop. And Punky learns sign language. And, of course, the very series finale entitled Wedding Bells for Brandon. And when we get to the final episode, which is going to be in August, um, I'm going on my trip, so I'm going to be wrapping up season four toward, or, um, early on then. So I really feel, honestly, I don't know if you guys feel, but I think that the show could have ended. I think they could have went out with a bang. I mean done something amazing as in to just marry off the dog <laughs> I mean I know it's a sitcom but there are sitcoms out there that when they end a show I never really watched Friends but I know that the series finale is, ends with them all leaving the apartment complex and moving on with their lives so um yeah, let's give a warm welcome to some new and regular wonder Look, Guys, I cannot talk. See, this is what happens when you have multiple podcasts. Uh, let's give a warm welcome to some new Punky Power listeners and regular Punky Power listeners. We have Centerville, Maryland, Austin, Texas, Toronto, Canada, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Paris, France, North Bergen, I'm guessing North Dakota? 
Strasbourg, France, Rowland Heights, Cure, Brazil, Washington, D.C., Inglewood, California, Temecula, California, and Mountain View, California. All right, everyone, I will be back later this week with Tangled Web, and I will talk about some of my times where I not so much snuck, <coughs> excuse me, not so much snuck into a movie, but I lied about the movie I was going to see. Twice, in fact. So we'll get into that stuff. All right. Everybody have a great Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, and I'll see you around Wednesday. All right. Bye-bye.